We both have pandemic projects underway that involve poultry, so we are absolutely pumped to be partnering with Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater products provide a soft, safe, gentle infrared radiant heat for your new poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hot spots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your choice of baby poultry. So ditch those heat lamps and upgrade feathered friends with Sweeter Heater. Go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKANDFARM, all lowercase. Hey there, Sam. Oh, hey, Bev. What you drinking over there? Well, since we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm only supposed to be going out for essentials, <laughs> we're going to be doing beer repeats for a little while. Ooh. <laughs> so I opened a flying dog, Salty Bitch. Oh, are you feeling like a salty bitch because you can't go out and get new beer? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> What'd you open over there? So I, when I went out for the first time in a week today, uh, picked up some Arnold Palmer Spiked, mm. which is half iced tea, half lemon portion of booze. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode. And this year we are attempting to make these episodes more about you, which means we're sharing your can't-evens, your farm stories, and your questions. So we're super excited for you guys to hear all the fun stuff that we gathered over the past few weeks. Yes, and our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, which is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. Okay, Sam, so what's our first item on the docket today? So I was extremely alarmed when I first saw this picture. <laughs> but this was shared in our group by Elisa Davis. I just saw it. Yes, I remember this. (laughs) It's from Dog Squad TV on Facebook. It says, meet Gotti. He got bored and helped himself to some unattended jam when his parents weren't around. Needless to say, he gave everyone a mini heart attack. (laughs) And the poor little corgi is like covered in red jam. It looks like he's been murdered in one of the pictures. He's like on his back just laying on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Probably with a bellyache. Yeah, the poor little potato. But it's this cute little corgi, and I have a soft spot for corgis, and I kind of want one. Ooh. <laughs> um, to go with, you know, my massive horse of a dog <laughs> and my other little dog. Um, I would honestly have all the dogs if I could, I think. Uh, but it's too cute, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes if you haven't seen it yet. It'll certainly bring a smile to your face. Yes, for sure. <laughs> So, Bev, what is the next can't even? 
Okay, so the next can't even is that Arnold Schwarzenegger encourages people to stay home as he enjoys quarantine with his miniature horse, Whiskey, and pet donkey, Lulu. And oh my gosh, first of all, Whiskey and Lulu, that's freaking adorable. Yeah, and they're adorable. And he's like sitting there in this video feeding them carrots. (laughs) And the only thing I don't agree about what he's doing is that he was talking about how he just got done with a vegan meal because... I'm, it's not my jam, but you do you, Arnold. I can forgive it because of the cuteness of this video. <laughs> right. And the article says, I love how they keep putting his age in it. <laughs> like that's somehow relevant. <laughs> the former governor of California, 72, <laughs> filmed a video of himself self-isolating with his beloved equine companions, encouraging others to adhere to the strict rules enforced upon citizens in his state. And this was two days after sharing a hand-washing tutorial, apparently. So I do love that. I do love that everybody's been, like, teaching everyone how to wash their hands. Yeah. It's just kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, his little donkey and miniature horse are adorable. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll have a link to that in the show notes so you can watch the video and uh, be lulled into isolation complacency by the adorableness (laughs) yes and i know there have been other follow-up videos from him with the donkey and the horse so yeah i think he knows that that gets people's attention he's not stupid (laughs) yeah of course not (laughs) he didn't become the governor of california after being terminator for nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what's our next can't even sam So the next one was actually just dropped in our group today, which is Sunday the 29th. And it's funny because before it was dropped in our group, uh, I had already sent the article to Bev. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was super interesting. So Vanessa Smiley on our group who runs Six Paws Farm and Animal Sanctuary, uh, she said that she couldn't even... Well, in so many words, about this article. And the title is uh, America Stress Bought All the Baby Chickens. In times of anxiety, we hoard the sources of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a New York Times article, um, which is interesting to me because at first I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. But like thinking of it from like the perspective of a rescue, it's like, eh, maybe it's not so cool because, you know, baby chicks are super cute. Until they're really big and, you know, they start pooping everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, baby chicks have very specific care requirements. Yes. It's not, like, not that, like, just going and picking up a puppy is necessarily easy. But, like, when you pick up a puppy, you just have to, like, have a place to keep it and some food and water for it. Mm -hmm. But chicks are just a tad more specific. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, The article... Cites that according to the Agriculture Department last week, wholesale egg prices rose more than 50% in some parts of the country because of demand. Eggs have been running low, if not sold out altogether in many stores in the United States. The egg supply is normal. Of course, demand just grew significantly. So people are like seeing that they can't get eggs at the store and they can't find chicken breast at the store and they're freaking out and they're 
their whole thing is like, okay, I'm going to go off so I can be more self-sufficient, kind of like we've been talking about. We don't want people to necessarily do this out of fear, but because they want to do it um, and they like it. Uh, And then they don't really maybe understand what they're getting into or that it might be like five, six months until they get eggs. And depending on what kind of bird they got, you know, unless it's like a meat bird that is rapidly growing, it's going to be quite a bit of time before you could potentially eat that bird. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with raising a chicken and then eating it. Yeah. (laughs) And and the tenacity you have to have to go through with that process. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not gonna lie i actually didn't see this coming like oh i i'm not surprised but it's not something i thought of necessarily yeah it wasn't for me either i mean i know that i was one of the people that like went to the store and picked up chicks like before like the shit really hit the fan Mm -hmm. but i was planning on doing that eventually anyways so i just thought to myself like hey since it kind of looks like ohio's like on the verge of getting ready to shut down why don't i go ahead and get started on this project now (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i did not hoard them by the way i only bought 13 which is what i normally raise (laughs) Which is smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, too, uh, for maybe more of the demographic, like me, where we've been thinking about it and just haven't quite done it yet. That's yeah. been kind of my motivation. But I haven't been able to find meat chicks. Uh, when I was at Tractor Supply today to pick up chicken feed, um, I did. they did have quite a few different varieties, but none of them were meat chickens. And I was like, eh. I don't really need just regular chickens that I might get attached to, you know, and and not feel ready to, you know, off them in a couple of months when the coronavirus has gone away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I practiced some self-control today. (laughs) That was good. How was feed at your tractor supply? Oh, it was fine. Oh, good. They were like stocked up on everything. Like, it's not a problem. That is excellent news. Yeah, uh, Jared's on his way to tractor supply right now because we need more stock tanks for water because we've oh, been like yeah. doing a pasture rotation thing. Um, and I went ahead and added feed to the – I did like a click list type of thing for tractor supply so that he didn't have to wander around and find the feed that I needed. Um, and they had everything in stock that I was out of because I was legit out of chicken feed. I forgot to buy that when I <laughs> picked up stuff a few weeks ago. I guess I just thought I already had some on hand. So I was relieved when they had it because I was like, ah. Oh. I don't want to have to start, like, supplementing their diet with something different already. <laughs> right. The only thing I couldn't find today was uh, goat minerals, the kind oh, okay. that my goats really like because we're getting low on the bigger bag of the stuff they're not really too crazy about. Um, but that stuff just tends to be out of off the shelf anyways. Like, yeah. it's like even during non-pandemic times, sometimes I can't get it. So it's not the end of the world for me. <laughs> that's good you know if they have to have the bag of minerals that they're not as crazy about later it's not the end of the world they'll be okay (laughs) so I added one more surprise can't even in here last minute because we just talked about people hoarding all the baby chicks oh yeah I came across this article a few days ago and it's things to do with all the eggs you've hoarded oh my god (laughs) and it's by Katie Brinkworth (laughs) (laughs) And 
so her writing is just really hilarious. I'm going to quickly read some of it, and I'm just going to list off some of the things that she says you can do, mostly for the comedic value, because it's not a serious article by any means whatsoever. Mm, Good. My favorite. (laughs) Right. She says, as Americans, we all know that the first step to take in any crisis before we even wash our hands is to raid the local grocery store for perishable staples like milk, bread, and eggs. (laughs) (laughs) And whether you're trying to feed a family of four or you're utterly alone, it's critical to stockpile the crisis recommended amount of eggs, which is all of them. (laughs) But once your fridge, pantry, countertops, dishwasher, and every other available surface in your home is covered in eggs, you might start to think, what am I going to do with all these eggs? This is way too many eggs, and I don't even like eggs. Why did I do this? (laughs) Fortunately, eggs have plenty of helpful and life-saving uses to take advantage of during a widespread virtual pandemic. And the first item is host a virtual egg happy hour. And she goes on to tell you to have a Zoom happy hour with your friends and crack eggs into your favorite beverage container (laughs) and drink them. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also create an egg office. And that's where you name each of your eggs after the coworkers you haven't seen in weeks and delegate office tasks based on each egg's individual capabilities. <laughs> and you have to try to cultivate a positive workplace environment by acknowledging egg birthdays and maintaining a flexible work from home carton policy. No, work from carton policy. That's oh what it is. <laughs> At the end of each workday, crush one egg to death in your bare fist to remind everyone in this new reality that you are king. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and i mean she tells you to eat the eggs which just uh, seems obvious uh yeah. and try to bond with your eggs <laughs> because mm. you've been spending so much time in quarantine i won't read them all because this is supposed to be a mini but basically this is the best article i have read in my feed in i don't know how many days because it was hilarious and then at the end she tells you don't hoard eggs Take only as many as you'll eat and or deliver the surplus eggs to immunocompromised or elderly neighbors in need. <laughs> like any other resource right now. Yeah. But then she says, JK, LOL, this is America. Move back to Russia, you socialist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So she's got a pretty good sense of humor about this whole egg thing. Uh, yeah. But I'm so happy that I got to share that with everybody. That's so funny. <laughs> It's really funny too. I don't. It, this just made me think of it when I was at Walmart today. I was wandering around getting stuff, and I just peeked down the toilet paper aisle for fun, and like it's still empty. Really? Yeah. Like there, you could still like go go grab. You know, they're doing like one per person now, um, and there was like a little bit there, but compared to what it normally is, I'm like either they're holding a lot of it in the back to like help control people. Or, like, people are still having a lot of problems with their assholes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they must just be, like, because they've eaten all their quarantine snacks, like, their butts are just exploding. <laughs> yeah. My boss sent me an email last week that said, oh, by the way, the office is almost out of toilet paper. Can you order more? And I almost just emailed back. <laughs> <laughs> No, I sent him a serious note about how it was pretty much out everywhere, but I'd be checking every few days. But maybe maybe he could keep an eye out for it while he was like at a real store. Yeah. Every now and then. Get reimbursed or something. Yeah. 
Okay, so now we get to move on to farm stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's our farm story that we got? So this one was sent through our Patreon, which was interesting because we've never gotten a farm story through Patreon before. Ooh. But it is from our friend Mary. And she said, I don't know if this is necessarily a funny farm story, but... <laughs> Holy. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say I have not read this, so... Uh, This will be a surprise to both Bev and I, I think. Yes. Yes, it is. She says, I have a really bad track record of starting things and not finishing them. Let me put it this way. The literary character I relate to most is Toad from The Wind in the Willows. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime I want to start a new project of any kind, my partner tends to be a bit hesitant. I've been wanting to get ducks for at least the past two years. I keep telling him, this is the year we're going, we're doing ducks this year. His response, does it have to be this year? You're finally starting to get on top of all the other projects you started two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward, he has compromised immune system and has been freaking out about the coronavirus. I've taken leave from work because he is so concerned about me catching it and transmitting it to him, which is probably super smart. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yes. Uh, He is also watching all of the madness with the store selling out of everything. About a week ago, I told him, you know, with everything that's going on and who knows how long it'll last, it's probably a really smart idea to get ducks this year. (laughs) I think there was about a two second pause before he said yes. So not that I'm saying coronavirus is a good thing, of course, but it does get me my ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think that is a funny story. (laughs) Yes. Side note, my Instagram handle is not a professional homesteader. So your podcast just generally speaks to me on a very spiritual level. (laughs) (laughs) We're not professional homesteaders either. No. (laughs) We are flying by the seat of our pants. And actually, this is the same person that gave us a very nice review on Instagram. (gasps) Yes, that's right. The last sentence of her paragraph was the hosts are like the super drunk or the drunk super supportive girls in the bathroom that you didn't realize you needed and i saw that and it totally made my day yes because i didn't necessarily think of us like that but now that she said that i'm like oh my god we totally are <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> i will take that as our like you know tagline Mm-hmm. After give zero clucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a very that's a very good compliment to have received. I appreciated yeah. it very much. And my favorite part was so you sent that to me by text message. We're out in the orchard chopping down trees, and I take a break, look at my phone, and I just start maniacally laughing out loud. <laughs> and Jared looks at me. He's like holding a chainsaw. He's like, "What's so funny?" And I read it to him, and he just like kind of laughed and shook his head. <laughs> Because it's so good. And I think most females can relate to that. Like, you've been in the bathroom before after a few drinks and you're like, honey, you don't need him. You are so good for him. You're doing great. Yep. (laughs) We've all been on the receiving end and being the person saying that before. (laughs) Absolutely. You solve all of life's problems. You do. In in the the bathroom. bathroom. After you've had too much to drink. Yes. (laughs) 
So we're really excited because we got our first voicemail. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you texted me that I, I we had gotten this because it was literally probably like mm, an hour before we started recording, I did a little happy dance while I was waiting in line at Walmart. So people are probably like, <laughs> maybe she's just really excited about all the frozen food she's buying right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were just really excited about the six foot distance between people. At the yes. <laughs> yeah. So my Walmart has tape down. So you know exactly how far back to stand. And there are people behind me arguing about which line to stand behind. It was very <laughs> dramatic. But anyways, so... um. You can absolutely call us with your farm stories, your questions, and your can't-evens at 401-426-3276. Don't worry. We're not actually going to, like, pick up the phone when you call. It doesn't ring to either of our phones. Mm -hmm. So it'll ring a couple times, and then you can leave a voicemail. Um, And just tell us your name and where you're from. Uh, So this one, we're super excited to play, and it is a question for us. So we'll take a listen. Hi guys, this is Kate calling from Massachusetts. I just have a question. I have right now two hens who I've had for about three years. Um, They are pretty brutal. Um, They have killed about four chickens or other hens in their life that I have tried to introduce, one um, that they were blockmates with, and it took about two years for them to out her and peck at her every time she went for food, and um, they would not let her in the coop. Um, And, yeah, it was too late. And so then I introduced three more, and one by one, the same thing happened. I'm wondering if you guys have had this experience. Um, I think I introduced them like I was supposed to. I don't know if there's any anything you can say, or should you? do you think I should just keep these two hens for the rest of their life and not introduce any more? Um, and I also wanted to say thank you. I work in healthcare. And we are, we look for things like your podcast to try and keep our spirits up. Um, all right. Thank you, guys. Well, first of all, thank you for working in healthcare. Yes. <laughs> uh, especially right now. Yeah. You are a superhero in our eyes that you're still going to work every day and seeing things that none of us could even possibly imagine seeing and maybe even try to downplay in our heads to make things feel a little less scary so thank you um but it sounds like you have quite a bit of drama on your hands (laughs) yeah so listening to that the first thing that came to mind and i can't remember if she said it did she mention what color the hens were like if they were the same color of hens okay Mm -hmm. um but You know, some people don't know this, but chickens are actually pretty racist. Yeah, (laughs) they can be. (laughs) So if the two hens are the same color and doesn't matter what color they are or the same breed and you introduce just one of a different one, um, then that could have been what happens with the first time 
that they did it mm-hmm. um, because I don't know if the hens were the same breed or the same color. I'm not positive that that's what happened, but that's just the first idea that came to my head. Yeah, and some chickens are just bitches. Absolutely. <laughs> and some breeds tend to be more bitchy than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could absolutely be that. Uh it sounds like you at least believe that you're introducing them the correct way. And it sounds like because it's not like they're killing them immediately. It sounds like more of like a long psychological (laughs) end game that they're playing (laughs) with each other. Um, You know, it's probably not that it's probably just that they're territorial. Um, A rooster might be able to come in and fix that and show some dominance. Um, Yeah. It might not fix it. And I don't know where exactly you live and if you're allowed to have a rooster or not. Um, But it might be that you either, A, just have to stick it out with these two, or B, have a separate coop and run for a few more if if you have baby chick fever like the rest of America. (laughs) Yeah, and need to get a few more. Um, (laughs) Not like you don't already have enough to do right now, but (laughs) you know, chicken TV is really helpful at the end of the day. (laughs) It's true, true that. But yeah, I mean, so if it if it was me, because these two hens are three years old, I would either keep them separate and then get a new flock, like to keep Mm -hmm. separately. Or if that wasn't possible, I would do something else with these two chickens and start a new flock. Because now that they're three, you won't get eggs from them reliably anymore either. And they keep killing all of the chickens that you try to introduce, which is obviously a huge problem. Yeah, murderous little bitches. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Oh, man, what a problem to have, though. But thank you for calling and sharing that with us. I I hope we give you at least a few things that you can try. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And keep us posted. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know how this goes and what you decide to do, because I'm genuinely curious. Um, Yeah, Yesterday, I was thinking about how lately I've had to make really hard decisions on the farm Mm -hmm. that like I didn't used to have to make. Mm -hmm. And like as I get more and more into this and we have more animals and more things and I just I'm becoming more knowledgeable about things like I'm just realizing that sometimes making those hard decisions is just a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a hard decision to decide that you're not going to get any more chickens and you're just going to keep these two. That's a yeah. hard decision too. So, yeah. like, and it's also hard if you decide to get rid of them in one way or another to get more. Yeah, you're probably absolutely. emotionally attached to them even though they have murder on their minds. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, um, so maybe an idea, too, now that I, I just thought of this, if those two are the same breed, maybe try introducing more of the same breed. Yeah. 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 Good thoughts. So there we go. Yeah. So because she, uh, she was our very first call-in, um, she's going to get the coffee mug that we send people that win for the reviews that is not in the shop never will be so please reach out to us either on instagram or facebook or email at us at drinkandfarm.com or drinkandfarm at gmail.com and (laughs) we'll um get your full name and address and send that to you right away we did just update the mug a little bit and it's so cool um and you guys should be really excited to get it so 
The other way you can get that is by leaving us a review over on Apple Podcast, and we do a monthly drawing based on which ones we read. Um, so that's another way you guys can go ahead and get it. Yep. And be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this more helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag at Drink and Farm. We'll send you a promo code just for that episode that will give you a percentage off in our merch shop. And make sure you take a look at the show notes for links to our social media, our merch shop and other fun things and all of the articles and can't evens and whatnot that we talked about today. And thanks, guys. Stay super safe and healthy through all of this. And even when we're on the other side of it. Yeah. We should all keep washing our damn hands. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.